1: This is the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by EverBank. I'm J.P. Shadrick. with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. The Jacksonville Jaguars host the San Francisco 49ers in week 10, the Jags at 6-2, the Niners at 5-3. Both teams are coming off their bye week, and on the Doug Peterson show this week on the Jaguars Radio Network, the Jags head coach told Jeff Lagerman and me how to keep a team's momentum going after the bye and much more. For the bye week, what did you accomplish as a staff and what did you hope to
2: accomplish with your team? You know, the biggest thing from a staff perspective is just going back through the first eight games and sort of uh, self-scouting ourselves and going back and looking at the good, the bad, the ugly and and, and trying to figure out some whys and, and, you know, just kind of dive into with fresher eyes, calmer eyes and and see where we can improve. And that was kind of our projects, you know, for the first three days of the bye week. And then from a player perspective, I did have a practice on, you know, Tuesday. and brought the guys in to run around, but it was mainly geared for the young guys, the practice squad players, the the backup guys who don't really get a lot of reps during of our offense and defense during the week and 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 it's a, it's a chance to kind of see them perform. Um other than looking at a at a card and, and running a line on a card or on a page and, and just seeing kind of what they know and, and, and getting the bodies you know bodies kind of moving around and then and then the biggest thing is really the health of your football team right getting the rest getting the treatment getting guys healthy uh, to make these you know the, these this little stretch run here at the end
1: yeah I'm sure that getting a mental break is great but how do you refocus the minds after the bye week as a head coach.
2: For me, after the bye, is I bring the guys in on Monday and, and, and really put them through, you know, an intense workout, you know, try to get their bodies and minds going again, thinking football. They've had, you know, five days or so off, and, and uh, it's a way to kind of kind of just grasp their attention again, kind of refocus them give, them, give them Tuesday off, and then we're back on the field on Wednesday.
1: Head Coach Doug Peterson with us. Uh, coming out of the bye week, you know, is it difficult? It's got to be difficult to make wholesale changes to – An approach or an offense or things like that, but how much different can an offense, your offense, look coming out of the bye week? Let's say.
2: Well, you're right. You're not going to make a ton of wholesale changes. You're not. There's not a lot of personnel changes, things, schematic changes, stuff like that. But the the biggest thing that that you hope you come away is you. You know, one of the things we we created going into the bye, I think as a football team was an edge. I think there was an edge to our players, to our team. And, and and so for me, can we continue to create that? Can we continue to have that edge going into, you know, this week and next week and, and obviously the, the games following and, and then really, you know, can we, and have we learned from the first eight weeks, you know, going back and watching, you know, all the games, all the snaps, um, all the different plays and players. And are we putting our players in, in the right, situations to be successful and, and then does that carry now now the fans and the media and all that may not see these you know type changes but as a staff we'll be able to see them right and we'll be able to see if if we did our homework and and, and things are good but we you know offensively we gotta we gotta take care of the ball second half of the year we gotta take care of the football we haven't done a great job of that in the first eight games you know and defense c- continued to create takeaways so there's there's some things that that uh, you hope that you know coming out of the bye, you can continue to carry on, uh, but obviously get better in a lot of situations.
1: One of the things that uh, you probably and the fans don't see what you're talking about is, is how much flexibility Trevor has in this offense. And you had talked at the beginning of the year about how much more involvement and how much flexibility he's going to have in this offense. Are you pleased with where that's at? And, and going forward, does, is he going to have more?
2: I'm very pleased you know uh, that was one of the one of the big takeaways I think from this past week is just how much involvement he's had in in the dialogue he's had through coach McCoy through press myself you know and in in he's he's been able to really kind of speak his mind in a way that's you know he, he's not talking down to anybody he's just just dialogue like 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 we're doing right now and just opening up about plays and the offense and where to even put personnel who he likes to throw certain routes to and and, then then you know as a staff it's up to us to make sure we put these guys in the right situation so very pleased where he is mentally um you know uh, heading into the back half of the season
1: the doug peterson show airs thursdays at five on the jaguars radio network It's a good test this week for the Jaguars' defense against the Niners' offense that is chocked full of weapons. And on Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday, we discussed what the next step for this Jaguars' defense could be, if they need one at all. What can they do better in the next nine games? Uh, I would say domination
3: in terms of all forms. So you've been good against the run, which forces opponents to be one-dimensional. That gives you an opportunity to, to get after the passer, which creates turnovers on tips and overthrows. The next part of that is being able to throw blankets over great wide receivers to really nullify what teams have to do to counter the aggressive way that the Jaguars play. And so that means uh, better coverage, tighter coverage, um, making sure all parties are communicating in the back end so you don't have slip ups that allow big plays or big throws over the top of the defense, is continue to take those incremental steps to become what we call an elite defense. They're really good. I would say a very good defense, but elite is different. If this team has an elite defense, now you begin to talk about them going deep into the tournament because your offense can come and go, but if your defense is airtight, it gives you a chance to always advance.
4: Those are good goals. Um, And I think they (laughs) – but, I mean, when I say that, uh, to me, if, if this defense plays nine, 12 more games, assuming the Super Bowl here, at the level that they've played so far uh that should be enough if if the offense is doing what I think it can I I mean I, I you always want to keep getting better but they I think what's interesting about this defense they know exactly what they are somebody pointed out a stat it may have been me pointing out to myself looking it up uh they're third in the NFL against the run, and they're 18 in takeaways. Or yeah. They lead the league with 18 takeaways. Yeah. Um, if you ask any one of them during training camp what their two focuses are, it's stopping the run and, and turning the ball over. So they're playing how they want to play, and pass rush maybe could be a little bit better, but I think, that, I, I think the pass rush is so much better than people give it credit for. So I'm going to say there are incremental improvements they can make on defense, Bucky, but uh, – <laughs> I think they're pretty darn good uh, defensively. This is enough to me to win it all if, if the defense is more, I mean, if the offense is more efficient.
1: Just keep it rolling. Just keep
4: it now, rolling.
3: Look, I, I agree with you. And, you know, you obviously want the offense to, to, to be more efficient or whatever. But from a defensive standpoint, Mike Caldwell and, and the crew in that defensive meeting room, they can't worry themselves about sure. what the offense is doing. And so when they set those lofty goals and raise those standards, They have to do it as if the offense is going to continue to do what they've done through the first eight, nine games, which may be a little here and there and sputter and spurts, but they may not be able to get the contributions that many of us expected. And so if they can win with the offense performing like this and they can be okay with that, then you really have an opportunity to do special things at the end of the year.
1: Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks airs Wednesdays at 4 on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. Also this week, running back Travis Etienne Jr. sat down with John Ogier on the Ozone podcast to discuss his strong start, plus flying somewhat under the radar back at Clemson, and now with the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence getting a lot of the attention in both places.
5: Uh, I like to fly under the radar. and I feel like Trevor gives me that. Um, He gives me... Uh, the ability to fly under the radar right? and uh, just kind of stating in my I feel like I'm like just a, a very cool, calm, guy, just stating in myself, really just coming here and, and all about business at the end of the day. Right. And uh, I feel like I'm here to play football, all the media, all the other stuff. Um, that just comes to me being a great player and I understand okay. that. But if I can throw something on Trevor at the end of the day and let him do it, <laughs> I, I love that.
4: And that's a real thing. I, I get the impression, I talk to you in the locker room a lot as the media do, uh, done it here. But, Doing this kind of a thing, you do it because you know the fans sort of want to get to know you a little bit. But you could do without it in the end, couldn't you?
5: Uh, most definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. I'm just here to play football and uh, win football games and uh, do my job and go home and uh, be with my family.
4: How often in Jacksonville now, after being here a while, do you get approached a lot? Uh, your relationship with fans, how do you handle that? Because that can sometimes not be easy.
5: I mean, uh, just honestly, uh, we're used to that. Just come from Clemson. Right. Uh, we won the national championship. We were just winning all the time. So uh, I feel like there it was crazier because of uh, the fan base, because of all uh, the one that we have been doing. But uh, just hearing Jack, just us changing the culture, it's kind of becoming the same, and uh, it's just kind of becoming a norm. Like we're used right. to that. We're used to get people talking to us, wanting to take pictures and everything, and that's kind of getting back to that. Uh, the more we winning. Plus,
4: in college, you got to go to class, so people see you all the time. You know, so it's, yeah, it's harder. I would assume it's harder to get the privacy. Even on the days you want it in college.
5: Oh yeah, in college it was, it was definitely most. It was harder because, like, like you <laughs> said, I got to go to class, I got to right. be outside. But now I'm here with the team in the facility. And now when I get out of here, I pretty much just go home. Mm-hmm. I pretty don't really much go outside uh, unless I got oh. go grocery shopping and stuff sure. like that. And then I'll get approached, but um, it's nothing, nothing too major. I got you.
4: Um, I know it's looking back a little bit, but I'm wondering if, with perspective, a year and a half later. Um, I asked about this last time you were on it. How difficult was that rookie season to get through now that you look back on it? Because that's a brutal thing to have to go through for people who don't know, missing your rookie season with a foot injury. Any perspective on how that maybe helped you looking back on it a year and a half later?
5: I want to say it helped me uh, just by understanding how how the game can be taken away from you okay. and uh, how the, we don't have... Like this. This is the this is the end. This is it for me. At the NFL, is like you reached to where you wanted to reach, and uh, it's, that's what you've always wanted. Yeah, I right. always this was always wanted, and just knowing that this is the last step, and uh, just understanding that it could be taken away from me. So now I understand that I have to just be grateful for every opportunity I have on that field because at the end of the day, an injury can, an injury can happen, sure. And and I've been through that. And I feel like the thing that hurt me the most my rookie season was just um not being on the field, sure. Just having to come here and watch them play and. Me knowing that I can be able to help them win football games, I feel like that was the hardest thing for me, just having to sit back and just watch, because um, there's nothing I could do right now. Right. But and just sort of, be of better. feeling
4: separate from it, right? That's always difficult because you're not quite in that camaraderie that you're used to.
5: um uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, I, I was here every day at the facility. Okay. I had to come in here for treatments and everything, right. so it was like I I know I said like one time it was like. Having a birthday party and not being able to enjoy the birthday cake. (laughs) So just like I, I was here every day doing everything with him and not being able to play the games. Sure, uh, which was tough for me.
1: The Ozone Podcast available now on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. If you're a Jags fan always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With the bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just 58 bucks per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall at jaguars.com tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, hear from quarterback Trevor Lawrence and a look ahead to the 49ers. All that after this. Standing room tickets are being sold for the 49ers-Jaguars matchup Sunday. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff time. If there are tickets remaining, as you listen to this, visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. The fair is in town in the parking lots this week, so traffic could be an issue coming downtown. So get here early, and yes, rally towels will be given out at the gates when you enter. The Jaguars need that home field advantage to carry over with three home games over the next four weeks. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence discussed this week with the media.
7: Huge. I mean, especially when we talk about the position we're in and how much these games are going to mean. Obviously, no matter where we're at, these are going to mean a lot, especially just the last half of your season is always important, no matter if you've, you have a winning record or not going into that uh, stretch. But just to have that home field advantage, and we've, we've gone through a rough stretch or a tough stretch schedule-wise of just playing on the road, playing in London, Thursday night game on the road, all those things. And now we get a, we get kind of more of a, I guess, friendly schedule as far as just being at home a couple weeks in a row. Um, Obviously a great team coming in here. Uh, We get to play at home instead of having to go to the West Coast, things like that. I mean, that's definitely, definitely good for us. So the fans are going to be huge. I mean, obviously we've got a lot of momentum right now and they're a huge part of that. And just bringing that, you know, we've been really successful on the road this year, we need to we need to start winning at home more, and that's a big part of you know with our fans as well. And um, I know that's what they're looking forward to seeing. So we just need all we can get, all that home field advantage. You mentioned the momentum. Does that carry through the bye week, or do you have to kind of restart it? I think a little bit of both. I mean, we still we still feel that momentum, that energy, that we that we left with, you know, when we took the week off. But um, you got to find a way to kind of get that edge back because it is, you know, you're kind of relaxing, getting your body back underneath you. You have to. It's a long season we played you know, eight tough games in a row. And then now we got a nice stretch. So you got to give your body a chance to rest. Um, but now it's today in practice and it started on Monday, really. We had, a, we had a lighter practice and just getting that, getting our legs back under us and getting that edge and practicing hard. That's where it starts. You can't just walk out there Sunday and expect to, expect to play with that edge if you didn't all week in practice. So I think that's where it starts really today. And um, as we practice every day of the week
6: a deep dive you do into numbers and analytics and all that other stuff I'm I'm just curious are you in any way a little bit baffled a little bit puzzled as to why third down is not better than it should be particularly the short and the third and eight and longer I mean you would think you know every once in a while you're going to convert one of those but for some reason that just hasn't happened for you guys in the first half.
7: Yeah, it's uh like I said, we've talked about a few weeks. I mean, that's an emphasis for us that we got to get better at, and that's where you that's where a lot of times, especially playing good teams, you win games is being able to stay on the field on third down, also not being in as many third downs. It's, you know, you don't have to be first, second, third down every sequence. You know, it's nice to be to be able to hit a first down on first down or on second down, and so it's all. I think those are all part of it. We got to be better on short yardage. That's something that we've been talking about. We've we've been emphasizing. Um, and then, you know, last week or two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, you know, I thought we were better third down, I don't know exactly what the numbers were. Maybe four minute kind of threw it off at the end of the game, but um, we were definitely better. And we got to continue that though. It can't just be one week we're 40 to 50% and the next week we're 20. You know, you gotta be more consistent. And if you want to be one of the best teams at the end of the year, you got to convert on third down and stay on the field.
6: I'm certainly not. You certainly can't pin one, one area of concern on any one particular player or one particular facet, but. How much would having Zay Jones back help, particularly in the red zone
1: portion of things?
7: It would help, you know, he's one of our, he's one of our better players for sure. And he's, he's a great player and um, really smart guy that's obviously been in the system now for going on two years. A guy that I have a ton of chemistry rep, uh, with just getting reps together for two seasons, you know. So he would help, um, but you know, the reality of it is where we're at. And, um, you know, we're, we're letting Zay you know get healthy and take his time and so whenever that is whether it's this week next week three weeks you know that's not for any of us to decide he's got to get healthy and um, you know we're, we got his back in that but we got to make the adjustments and and fill in that gap and guys are doing a good job of that but we got to keep getting better every week and get guys involved and all those things you know it's, it's got to we got to have options and I think those guys are getting better and better every week that are having to step in whether it's whether it's Ag who's had a lot of experience in his career um, especially here, having to step in in different times when guys are hurt, or he just has to make a play. He's he's got a lot of experience with that, and we trust him. And um, Elijah Cooks, Tim Jones, a lot of guys could could fill that void. And um, we just got to keep keep getting better every week. You know, we're finding ways to win, and um, yeah, we got to be better uh, third down and and red zone too. But um, you know, we're finding ways to win. So if we can just keep doing that while we get better, that's obviously the goal.
1: All the press conferences this week on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. Let's close with a Thursday morning look at the 49ers with Kai Stevens, Brian Sexton, and John Osier on Jags AM.
6: Seems like the 49ers are getting healthy too, so it should be a good kind of marker game, kind of see where they're at. They're a star-studded team. I mean, when you, when you look at the roster and the names, whether it's George Kittle, uh cmc right we just three initials right everyone knows christian mccaffrey mm-hmm. uh, and of course the, the defense so it's no surprise that tickets are hard to come by and they're selling standing room only people know the 49ers and it brings out a lot of folks who uh, may be casual fans
4: yeah i know doug talked this week about it not being a quote statement game um and i kind of like the message because i think he's tired of talking about a statement game they've won what eleven out of thirteen games? They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Steelers. They've beaten the Cowboys. During that, I mean, how many statements do you need to make before you sit there? Oh, we're making a statement game and nobody hears yeah. you. Uh, so I think to him, this is look, we're a good team. They're a good team. But I think not only from a national perspective, which I'm kind of worn out on trying to talk that national perspective, but from a showing you what they are, uh, and in the locker room. San Francisco can really run. They're a powerful team. Uh, the Jaguars have spent the last, what, 16 games-ish being a stout defense, being a physical team, but they don't quite have that reputation. Or, or You sense? You go mano a mano and stuff this team, out-physical them, mm-hmm. then you do have that reputation. So, And I think they can prove that to themselves. Not that they are haven't already but maybe they can say something to themselves about that and prove that once and for all.
6: Let's go over some of our big things this week. Big thing number one for us is going to be understand the assignment. As we mentioned there's a lot of big names on the 49ers a lot of star players but a lot of this is going to come down to doing your job and understanding the assignment.
2: You got to play 11 on 11 right and and. Um... You know, it's about our pieces against their pieces and, and, and how best we can maneuver our guys and try to create some matchups somewhere. Um, and, and and yet, just know that, you know, these guys are gonna make plays. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna make a tackle for loss or they're gonna get a sack or they may, you know, break up a pass or something like that. But it doesn't keep you from continuing to try, right, and execute your game plan. So um, good players, give them their respect. Um, And, you know, you still got to play.
6: Brian, Doug talking a lot about, you know, understanding that they have star players. They're going to make plays. They're going to get sacks. They're going to get tackles for loss, whatever it's going to be. And you kind of need to allow that, but also stick to the game plan that you have. But it's going to be a tough one. They've had a couple weeks to get ready for this now Mm -hmm. with the bye. And the coaches will have a plan, right? Doug and the offense, you have a lot of confidence in because you know. Uh, and the defense now you should have a lot of confidence in you know last year you had a first year coordinator and they were kind of working through things but talking to players in the locker room especially josh allen yesterday you know they have a lot of confidence in mike caldwell and that staff now and they feel like mike and his staff have the confidence in them to go out and run the plays that are called so what you really have is a do your job situation here they've got a game plan if you do your job you have a chance to succeed
4: well, so much of an offense like the 49ers, because they put pressure everywhere in the running game, and they have so many options in the running game, meaning McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, these guys can do different things. Uh, what offenses like that thrive on is usually defenses think they have to do too much to stop them, and they're jumping out of lanes. Uh, the Jaguars' defense, if it's to me, if it's defined by anything, it's that you have one superstar player, maybe Josh Allen You know, uh, is ascending to that, But everybody else, Devin Lloyd, Foye, Rashawn Jenkins, you start listing off guys, they're all good. And I think they're confident, sort of what you said, Brian, they don't feel like they have to do much special to stop teams. So I think they can play assignment football and all those cliches. Talking to the guys in the locker room, they believe that if they play their game, they don't have to do anything special to win this or stop this really good 49ers offense. That, to me, is the matchup. Jags
1: AM, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. Check out the official Jaguars podcast network. It's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download pods. We love the feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. We have arrived at week 10. We're on the air in Jacksonville Sunday at 10 a.m. with the public Tailgate Show on 1010XL. Then at noon, it's Countdown to Kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. The official kickoff time for the 49ers and the Jaguars is 1.02 p.m. at Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by Everbank.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
6: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine.